Hello, guys. 欢迎来到每周三 Fifteen Minutes Cafe 英语咖啡馆，喝一杯老师们的本周主题特调，一起来探讨国际文化、时事、职涯、网络和音乐等多元的主题，轻松吸收主题相关的词汇、惯用语，还有常用的例句哦。我是周报时光机的 Patrick。And you are listening to John from Fifteen Mins. Welcome to Fifteen Mins Cafe today. So when you hear Patrick, guys, that means today we are going to learn something about either idioms or histories or backstories and all the great stuff. So Patrick, what do you have in store for us this week? Okay,、uh, since the last time we talked about some. Idioms related to colors.、Oh. Today we're talking about some idioms related to countries. Okay, so starting off with countries, which、mm. is your favorite country in the world? Maybe Switzerland. Switzerland is your favorite country. Tell me why. Yes, I've been Switzerland before <gasps> with my mom. Lucky、yeah. you. Okay, I have to say the first time when I go to Europe、uh-huh. to visit Switzerland,、yes. it also includes、uh, French and. Uh, Italy. No way. So you also went to France and Italy on the same yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just a travel trip. So it's Switzerland, France, and Italy. For how many days is it in total? Um, nine days or ten days, I've forgotten. Nine, ten days for Italy, France, and Switzerland. So almost three days each. No, no, no. Most of our days we stay in Italy. You did okay, so it was more Italy and then less a little bit of France, a little bit of Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland's almost like one or two days. It's passed <laughs> passed by. You know, we did we did、okay. spend a lot of time in Switzerland. Okay, so tell us why Switzerland is your favorite. I love the view there. Oh, so I went to Lucerne, ba, this place. Okay, okay, so it's very beautiful, right? We we go on the. We go on the mountains.、Uh-huh. We see a lot of different kind of views that we didn't see in Taiwan more. Yes, and I found a very great、uh-huh. snacks there. Wow! You know, 健达出奇蛋 No way! Kinda surprise. Yes, they still sell it in the chocolate egg shape, right? In Europe, they still sell in that kind of egg shape. But Taiwan is now like chocolate sauce. Oh you know, like, no way! They changed it's it. It's totally different. Yeah.、Oh. So Switzerland. Is the most I know, I think is is my mind in childhood the things that I always want to eat. So it reminded you of your childhood days. Yeah. To to open the chocolate egg up and see a toy inside. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's very delicious. You can't, <laughs> you can't find it in Taiwan recently. So okay. I I think that is the most beautiful things that I had. In Switzerland, no problem. I'll remember that next time I travel abroad. I will bring you a Kinder Surprise egg. Oh, really? Yeah, I will bring. <laughs> if I see it, I I will remember. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Very very nice. So that was what you remembered of、uh, Switzerland: the view and the chocolate, right? Swiss chocolate. Yeah. One more thing that I want to say:、mm. there's a very special dish there called a cheese fondue. Cheese fondue. Yeah. That's right. The- The hot part of Switzerland, <laughs> they they use it the cheese, and I am a big cheese lover. You are a big cheese lover, okay? So you and I, we will hang out. We will go to a cheese bar, okay? We will go to one of those imported supermarkets. We、we'll、try all the cheese out.、Okay. You should come to me. I I snack cheese all the time. I would go to Costco when I see snack cheese. I would buy two packs. Oh, yeah. You mean the one that it didn't be cooked or something? Yeah. No, no. You just we it's snack cheese. You don't have to、ah, cook it. I, I like the way cheese being cooked. Oh, the hot pot cheese、oh. makes me feel like I like the melting. We can、stuff. also do cheese fondue. 
You know, I got enough snack、oh? cheese. We can put it in a little pot and we can heat it up and then make it a cheese fondue. So、oh. fondue is like hot pot in Taiwan, except hot pot is more soupy, right? You start with a basic broth,、uh, maybe chicken broth or beef broth or whatever broth, or even just plain hot water. And then you start with your vegetables, right? That's hot pot. But fondue is different. It's like heated sauce, I would say, because there's chocolate fondue, there's cheese fondue. And I believe you can also do other types of sauce fondues. I, I just don't know. I didn't grow up with it, but I know it's possible. You can buy a set, a fondue set from IKEA, and you can, you know, put cheese in it or chocolate or like hot sauce of some sort. And the idea is you sort of take some finger foods like、uh, mini sausages, mini wieners. Mini,、um, I don't know,、uh, fruits. Sometimes you know, if you go chocolate, you can go fruits, or you can go、um, anything that is cooked and ready to eat. You can sort of dip it in the hot chocolate sauce or the hot cheese sauce and heat it up a little bit, and you eat it with a little、uh, fork-like thingy, right? With a little mini fork, and that's it. That that's a good evening. Yes, so you should do that this winter. <laughs> you know, once it gets cold, you can do that at home. Yeah, but you get fat if you eat a big cheese fondue. You know,、yeah. look, if you are a cheese fondue lover, you won't worry about getting fat, <laughs> right? That's the last thing you will remind yourself of. <laughs> very, very nice. So your favorite country is Switzerland.、Um, I have to say, so far, my favorite country is very cliche. It's like. Same with everybody. It's Japan. Japan. Oh,、yes. and I like Japan for a different reason. For example,、um, a lot of people like to go there because it's easy to shop. Ah, food、yeah. is great and all、mm. that. You know, I like to go there because they make you feel you can learn a lot from them. Oh, like everywhere I go, the etiquette, the mannerisms,、mm. and how they treat people,、mm. and you know their craftsmanship. This craftsmanship spirit, everything they do, they gotta go the extra mile. Yeah, you know that kind of spirit. So I feel like every time I go, and I, I, I just feel like, oh, I gotta work harder.、Mm. You know, I, they are so delicate, they, they so detailed, and I'm not. <laughs> so when I go there, I feel like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm soaking some of it in my DNA. So come back, be a better man. <laughs> so which place do you go to Japan before? Okay, so so far my favorite city is Kyoto. Kyoto, because that's where you feel most Japanese,、yeah. I think, or you know, traditionally.、Mm. And then I visited Tokyo, and I stayed in Shinjuku for three, four days.、Mm. It was too urban for me.、Oh. It was too urban. You wake up in the morning, just people, and then it's JR, and <laughs> then it's the MRT, and then it's people, more people. And it was a little too urban for me. The shopping was nice、okay. because everywhere you go, you can find bargains.、Mm. You can find something that you like, and it's cheap and it's high quality. Yeah. Other than that, I felt really crowded, like overcrowded, and I felt a little almost claustrophobic.、Mm. Like, like it's it's a lot of pressure. You know, people brushing against people. Ah.、Uh. And on MRTs, you don't talk. You and and it's just dead silence. And then you see this. Guy with gray hair, this old grandpa. He's still working. He's still wearing his suit, looking sharp. Ah,、uh, yeah. Fighting、okay. the day, and I don't know. It's just too much for me. But Kyoto was very nice. I、mm. mean, you can take a walk and you can soak in a little bit of the Japanese culture. 
And then it's not too heavy on you. Yeah. So everywhere you go, you can sort of pick up a little thing or two. And Osaka is also nice too. Mm. Osaka, I would say Osaka is more, Osaka, Kyoto is more my thing. Yeah. And then Nara, for, other than the deer, it's sort of too slow for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I go there and I'm like, okay, I've seen enough animals in South Africa. Thank you very much. I think I have the same spirit with you mm. because I also like the way to visit or travel in Osaka or mm. Kyoto. Right. More than Tokyo. You know, the way you describe Tokyo, it means like this is the daily life of Japanese. Yeah. They have to get out the MRT yeah, the- and, and be so crowded. Isn't a way to live in Japan. Yeah. I I mean I suppose for the, if I go to Tokyo for business, you know, I would probably enjoy it a little bit more. Ah. But if you go there on holiday and then you feel like, oh my god, this is the the world's one percent population that's working day in day out, and you feel ah. like you can't take holiday. Yeah, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> mm, yeah, you should go back to work. <laughs> exactly. But Kyoto, Osaka, it's a little bit more mellow. Mm, I agree. Yeah. So those are the two countries. But today we have again how many countries are we working on today? Three countries. Three, Three countries. Yes. Very nice. Let me guess. Okay. Uh, all of them are in Europe. Nope, not all of them, but some of them are in Europe. Okay. Cool. 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 Okay. Let's go with the first one. What's the first idiom that's related to a country? Okay, this idiom is very common. We use it many, many days or many, many times. Okay. The one which is called "go Dutch." Go Dutch. Yeah. Okay. So the word Dutch, where it comes from, uh, Dutch refers to people from Netherlands. Yeah. Right. Mm. So people from Netherlands, we can say they are Dutch. Yeah. Sometimes we can also say they are Netherlanders. Oh, Netherlanders. Oh, this yeah. is hard to pronounce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too many yeah. syllables, you know? Yeah. And so technically the language is Dutch. Mm. Okay. And the people are Dutch. Yeah. And uh, the old term, all right, the old name for the country, well, we used to refer it to as Holland. So Holland. even in Chinese, we say Holland, right? Holland. Mm, yes. But actually in English, it's Netherlands. Yeah. Right. So what does Go Dutch mean for everybody every on a daily basis? Okay. This is when you pay your bills mm. or before you pay your bills. Mm. This will not happen after you pay your bills. Yes,这是各付各的意思啊。这个大家应该还蛮常见听到的。Go you pay your part. So if you had a burger, you pay for your burger. Yeah. And if I had a Coke, I pay for my Coke. Mm, yes. That's going Dutch. Yeah. Okay? So most likely, most we would use it and say, Hey, Patrick, um, you know, let's go Dutch today. Right? It's almost month end. Let's not uh, put you under any financial pressure. So <laughs> let's go Dutch today. So that's the idea. But go Dutch, how often would you say it to your friends, to be honest, nowadays? Um, I think it is, uh, we don't really say go Dutch to each yeah, other. we don't say that anymore, right? Yeah, yes. So the idea is, you know, you don't hear people saying at the restaurant saying, oh, Patrick, let's go Dutch, mm. right? Because no. Patrick would probably say, before I reach for the bill, Patrick would, oh, would ask, hey, how much is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Or how much should I be paying? Mm. Yes. 
And then, of course, there's another term in Asia that we use a lot, especially in Hong Kong and in China. They use a lot. They call it AA. Ah,、uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.、Mm. And I didn't understand that. Really? Because I've never, I never grew up with that as、no. a term. Okay. AA. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> okay. I had to pick it up.、Mm. So AA means amicably average. Oh, so the w- real word、okay. is two A word to combine together. Two A's. Yeah. Amicably average, and I'm like, <laughs> huh? Why? So I don't know who came up with the concept.、Uh, we can discuss that in a in a little bit. AA is slightly different with Go Dutch, I have to say.、Um, let me just quickly explain this, and then we can come back to the history. Go Dutch means you you pay for your burger, and I pay for my Coke. Yeah. AA amicably average. The key term lies with average. So if your burger plus my Coke. Is a hundred and ten dollars. We will split half. Oh, okay. We will average it, and you pay fifty, I pay fifty.、Uh. So technically, if your burger is seventy dollars, my drink is thirty dollars, and if we go AA, I'm on the losing end. Yeah, <laughs> you need to pay more twenty dollars out. Yeah, so that's、okay. the AA idea. Whereas Go Dutch. Refers to you pay for your burger, I pay for my coke. So that there's a little subtle difference there, but again, people understand the idea AA, right? You just pay for yourself in Taiwan.、Mm, yeah, I don't think they they see it as an average. No,、nope. but that's、mm. the idea. Yeah. Okay. I, I now only realize, 原来是这样的方式相加除以二，不是各付各的。So it's kind of different, right? It is, but we use it like go Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is a trivia. I have to. Yeah. I have to say, not quite a lot of people know about this AA. Okay. okay, so we go back to the history part. Yeah, go Dutch, 各付各的。为什么叫为什么 go Dutch？ 它是各付各的，跟 Dutch 有什么关系？跟荷兰人有什么关系 yeah. ？Why? Yeah, why? 这个呢，其实我查到了两个这个 go Dutch 的起源哦。其实背景是众说纷纭的啦。Okay. 但是最主流的说法是因为呃，在十七世纪的时候，大航海时代开启了。Uh-huh. 这个英国跟荷兰两国在争夺海上的势力跟贸易主权，那两国就是不同的战争啊，不同的战争，结果开始呢，英国人就跟荷兰人就开始有点互看不顺眼，为了要嘲讽荷兰人， okay. 英国人就拿了这个荷兰人有一个习俗，就是他们喜欢分开付自己的，各自付自己的习俗的这个状态来嘲讽， okay. 说他们其实是一个小气的民族。Hang on a second, so it it was used to tease the Dutch, yeah, right, because They were more practical,、mm. but it's kind of weird because you can't go Dutch, right? You can't go that way. You should be that way. Be <laughs> so、Dutch. you are Dutch. <laughs>、uh, there's a grammar problem, right? Yeah, I, I wonder. So again, like you said earlier on, you know, the origin story to go Dutch is lost in history. It's yeah, the, the development of this idiom has gone over centuries. So it's fine. All right. But、uh, the interesting part is when you go Dutch, it's like, are we going to Netherlands? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I want to insult you, Patrick, I would say, don't be Dutch. It's like in Taiwan, don't be Hakka.、Oh. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> okay, so so a little bit like that. So again, lost in translation over the years. Yeah, but it's interesting though. The interesting history. Yeah. So what is the other origin story? Okay. The the、uh, another original stories that goes to the word. Dutch, you know, Dutch separates to two different ways, like go high、right. Dutch 
and Low Dutch. Uh, okay, I've heard about that, but I'm not so sure about the, it. Okay, sure. 哎，这我查到的资料是这样说的：，所、so、以 Low Dutch 是我们熟悉的，就是现在的荷兰人。Okay. High Dutch 是德国人。But that's Deutsch. Oh yeah, Deutsch. Yeah, 德国人的德文是叫 Deutsch, right? Yeah, Deutschland. 嗯、right? ，Deutschland. Okay. Yes. 就是有这样的说法，就是说，其实在，在呃，可能十七、十八世纪的时候，荷兰的共和国里面，其实还是包含了德国的部分。Oh, okay, okay. So, in later, because the Great Depression started, many Americans would immigrate to the U.S. Among them, many Americans immigrated to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania Dutch. Okay, technically, it should be Pennsylvania Deutsch, right? <laughs> Maybe you know is the way they say in German, right? Yeah. Okay, so this Pennsylvania Deutsch or Pennsylvania Dutch, they actually have a table of restaurants. It's the same. They say they eat food, no matter what, they're all the same. So they say, "Okay, let's go to the Dutch way or something. Let's go to the Deutsch way or something like that." Okay. That, and then go Dutch becomes describing a behavior. This is an interesting one because it could be. Back in the day, go Deutsch,、mm. not go Dutch.、Ah. But eventually, it turned into go Dutch.、Mm. Something like、yeah. that. Very interesting.、Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is cute. This is again. We're talking seventeenth, eighteenth century. Hello, it's the twenty-first century. A, a lot of origin maybe we lost, or you know, we talk about we use slang. Maybe there will be some different changes. Yeah.、Mm. Yes, but it's nonetheless a very interesting story. Yeah, right. Because both the Dutch and the Germans are very practical people. Yeah. Okay.、They're、very practical. Business is business,、mm. right? So possibly it also came as part of their culture, the European culture. Yeah. Yeah. So、mm. going Dutch there. Okay. Okay.、Mm. You know, now my turn. Let's talk about all the other ways we can refer to go Dutch because, like we mentioned earlier. Mm. We don't say go Dutch.、Anymore. Oh yeah, you know people sort of know if Patrick, you and I hang out. I mean, we don't have to、mm. say too much, right? You know, by the time we pay the bill, you know, we we will each pay our own bill. Yeah. Okay. However,、mm. in the Western world, right? In the Western world, if you don't want somebody to treat you or pick up the check,、mm. right, or pay your bill, what do you say? How how do you tell? The other person say thank you very much. I appreciate it, but you don't have to. Then go Dutch. No, here are some of the ways you can use and explain, or you can explain to the other person that you want to pay your share of the bill. Okay. Okay.、Hmm. So informally, this I used when I was a kid. Oh. Right. I don't think people use this very much anymore. But this was when I was a kid. Okay.、Mm-hmm. So you can go Dutch, or you can go even Steven. Even Steven. So go even Steven is like AA. So hundred、oh. bucks, you split it down in the middle. Okay.、Mm. Okay. Go even Steven. So as kids, my friends and I, we would go even Steven. Okay. But that, but that's most likely. I go to McDonald's. We go to McDonald's, right? And you buy a burger set. I buy a burger set. Ah,、uh, yeah. So go even Steven. Okay. Or you can say let's split the bill. Split the bill. So on Uber, for example, if you carpool on Uber, for、uh, as an example, you know Uber app.、Hmm. I know 
I don't know in Taiwan if Uber's got that, but I know back in the U.S., the, you can split the bill on Uber. Oh, really? It's possible. They've got like this QR code system. You can split the bill on Uber. We didn't have these options in Taiwan. Yeah, because you carpool, right? And you drop somebody off in Xinjiang, and then you drop somebody off somewhere else, and then you can split the bill uh, evenly. Okay. So go even, Stephen. Split the bill. And the next one is you can go have sees, have sees, or go halves. Okay, that means this go half half. Ah, oh, easy to understand. Yes. Okay. Right. So we've got go even Stephen. We can split the bill and we can go have sees or go halves. Those are the ways that you can refer to go Dutch. So uh, example sentence before we move on to the next idiom. So very simple. Uh, Patrick and I we go to a restaurant and I say, "Hey, let's grab dinner together and catch up. How about we go Dutch at that new Italian restaurant downtown?" Okay. So this is me inviting you and I say, "Go Dutch." Like we we're going to pay for ourselves. Mm. All right. So the next idiom. Which country are we talking about? Okay, this country is China. 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 The idioms is a Chinese puzzle. A Chinese puzzle. So the imagery here, a Chinese puzzle. So it's a puzzle from China. Yeah. Puzzles from China are these rings, right? These puzzle rings. I've seen them. Mm. These locks. These these fancy magic locks kind of things. They are the Chinese puzzles. I guess Chinese puzzle.、Yeah. I Google on the internet, and they say, "Uh, Chinese one, ah, Chinese one, 看到有很多不同讲法。就像刚刚郑老师有讲到益智玩具，用解锁型的玩具、mm-hmm. 也是一种。另外一种就是我们可能小时候大家都有玩过的七巧板。七巧板，来，我们来讲一下这个七巧板的故事、哦。其实我之前在我自己的节目《周报时光》就有稍微提到，所以我这边也快速的讲过。七巧板呢，其实是源自于北宋有人发明了一个叫做验机图的东西。OK， 那它其实。早期它是一个呃，算是我们都知道中国人吃饭喜欢拼桌子嘛，那它就是用了七张长短不一的桌子，然后可以在拆解开来之后拼成上百种不同的组合来面对不同的客人。Seven dining tables they put together and they create a puzzle from seven dining tables. People in the Song Dynasty they are mad. They got too much time on their hand. <laughs> yes,、yeah, crazy. You know. Four people want to come to my house to have a dinner. Yeah, they can separate the the tables and become、uh, four people to use. Okay, but when they combine together, they become a big piece. Interesting. This is a very strong logic combination to face different scenarios. Okay. That they call it a puzzle. Actually, on the internet, I think you can find it. Someone can separate it and make it into different combinations. If you are interested, you can look it up. Okay. Actually, later in the Qing Dynasty, yeah, the Qing Dynasty, they, this concept of the, the things to combine the table, they go to the Europe part, just went to America. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It makes sense because you want to show off to the Westerners, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, look at our table. We've got Chinese fancy tables, right? Do can you do that with your table? No. Yeah, this is very very fancy stuff. So really, when this this Qi Chao Ban, this Chinese puzzle, they when they go to Europe, they go to America. You know, the foreigners are insane. Like, what the hell is this kind of stuff? <laughs> yeah. They will be amazed, and then they will try and. Again, crack it,、yeah. right? They want either crack it or copy. Yeah, they want to solve the puzzle. <laughs> yes. In a way, so they just first first heat up the heat, start to research. Hey, this puzzle has some kind of changes, some kind of composition. Even in that time, many Europeans published a book specifically researching this puzzle. Later, there are changes. I'm sure because they think it's 
like something of a brain teaser, right? Yeah. You know, it teases your brain. It it makes you think. Mm. It practices your logical thinking. Yeah. Or spatial recognition, yeah, yeah. right? Of spaces and shapes. It's kind of training your brain of some yeah. space or logic or something inside your brain. Mm, or shapes. Yes. yes. Okay. 这是七巧版,那后来欧洲人自己就发明了九到十片的,呃,英文叫做The Columbus Egg,哥伦布,哥伦布制造,他们可以排列出不同的像鸟的状,呃,这个形状啊,乌龟等等的。So this is the origin of Chinese puzzle. Ah, so it started with the seven tables, and then now it went, later on it became the Columbus Egg. Yeah. Cool. They use it to describe some complicated situations. Okay, so coming back to the idiom, if something is a Chinese puzzle, mm. we are assuming it's a difficult puzzle. Yeah. It's a difficult problem. It's something that requires solving. And uh, Patrick, by the way, mm. when I checked this up okay. on the web, mm. all right, and um, I, what I did was I sort of sent it to ChatGPT to see how ChatGPT would respond. Oh. You know what ChatGPT said to me? My prompt was, please explain a Chinese puzzle, the idiom. And... ChatGPT says it's politically incorrect to use this. This is not usable in modern times. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's okay. You know, if because we are Asian, right? We, we are okay. sort of, you know, we're Taiwanese. So it's okay for us to be referring to a Chinese puzzle. If today mm. we are of, from a different country, maybe oh. it will be a little racist, right? Or okay. politically incorrect. Uh-huh. So I guess for us it's still okay, politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, So if you don't like to use a Chinese puzzle, right? You you don't or you don't feel comfortable using it. It's okay. We've got other ways. So what are the other ways uh, that's very similar to uh, a Chinese puzzle? So you can call it a real brain teaser. A real brain teaser. Oh, this is a tough problem, or this problem is a real brain teaser. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So, in short, I don't know if you still remember back in the day, we had a little booklet called Nautinjijuanwan, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Hmm. And eventually, I realized there's no direct translation for it. But anything that gets you thinking and, you know, trying to solve that mathematical problem or could be a spatial or could be shape problem. Those are what we call brain teasers. Ah, Okay. So a, bra- a real brain teaser is what you can use. And then another way, uh, another saying you can use is a tough nut to crack. Oh. So this problem is a tough nut to crack. That means... It's got a hard shell on the outside, and I'm struggling to solve this problem. Ah, okay. Okay. Yes, I can't open it. I can't solve the puzzle. It's a tough nut to crack. Making, referring to the problem as a very difficult problem. I like this description. Right. So that is a Chinese puzzle, a brain teaser, or a tough nut to crack. Yes. Moving on to the next idiom. Yes, this one. We're back to Europe. Oh, nice. Which country in Europe? Greece. <gasps> ah, I know. Oh, really? I know. Oh, this one you got it. Okay. Because the, this one is so common. Mm-hmm. This is so common. I use this in primary school already. Really? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know the origins until high school, but I, I used this. And I heard my English teacher and my other school teachers use this. And it was kind of easy to understand. 
because at that age, at a young age, you actually don't know where Greece is. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Greece. So if you don't know where Greece is, then it's probably somewhere you don't know. Yeah. Mm. So for me, it, it was sort of easy to put two and two together. Okay. So yeah. the idioms is, it's all Greek to me. It's all Greek to me. And this Greek is referring to the language Greek. Yeah. Not mm. the people. Okay. Not the people. <laughs> hmm. we, we are not racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, this is the language Greek. So you see, yeah. we the country is Greece. The people are Greek. The yeah. language is Greek. Yeah. Yes, there we go. Mm. So guys, you got to know. When we say it's all Greek to me, we are referring to, oh, I don't know that language. Yeah. I give up. It's all Greek to me. I, I can't read it. I don't understand it. But um, in high school, when we got to Shakespeare, then we realized, oh, that's where this idiom came from, from Shakespeare. So thanks to Shakespeare, he created a lot more idioms than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, Shakespeare. Last time we talked about the idioms that is related to him again. Thanks to him, we, we got new idioms to learn this week. 好，那来跟大家讲一下 ，It's all Greek to me。就像刚刚张老师提到，它是出自于莎士比亚的一本著作，叫《Julius Caesar》凯撒大帝。A、famous work, a masterpiece. Julius Caesar. 嗯 ，OK， 那呃，可能还还是有些人不知道莎士比亚这个《凯撒大帝》里面讲了什么。简单来跟大家讲一下它的剧情啊，其实就是啊，凯、呃、撒大帝当时有这个要谋杀他的凶手哦。Yes. 那为什么会有出现这句 "It's all Greek to me" 呢？其实啊、呃，因为凯撒大帝。是古罗马人嘛？那古罗马人主要会用的语言是拉丁文，嗯、那少部分的人会用希腊文，但是大部分都是上流社会的人才会说这个希腊文。那在剧里面呢，哦，有一天凯撒大帝啊，他到元老院去参加了一个活动，期间他就被赋予了一顶王冠。那现场就有很多这个罗马元老院的官员出席了这场会议。那当时哦，这个罗马古罗马有一个非常有名的演说家叫西塞罗，他在台上发表演说。Yes. 嗯，然后场外呢，就有几位这个正在密谋要刺杀凯撒的成员在伺机而动。其中有一位成员呢，就从元老院走了出来。那大伙就凑上去啊，想知道里面的情况到底怎么样，就问说：“哎哎，这个凯撒大帝目前的状况是怎么样？”里面的演讲者这个西塞罗又说了什么？嗯哼。结果这位成员就说 ：“I don't know. He's speaking Greek. It's all Greek to me.” There we go.、Mm. Okay. So let me read. Act One, Scene Two by of Julius Caesar. <laughs> okay,、you. okay. So Cassius is now saying to Brutus.、Hmm. There's the scene where Cassius is asking the question. All right.、Oh, okay. So Cassius says, "Did Cicero say anything?" Casca says, "I." He spoke Greek. Cassius says, "To what effect?" And Casca says, "Nay." And I tell you that I never look you in the face again. But those that understood him smiled at one another and shook their heads. But for mine own part, it was Greek to me. Oh. So you see, Casca says, you know, I saw his face and I I'm trying to understand what he's trying to do. But they all smiled and shook their heads. Hmm. But I have to be honest; it was Greek that they spoke. So it's Greek to me. Ah. He spoke.、Yes. Greek. I didn't understand it.、Mm, okay. okay. So this is Act One, Scene Two of Julius Caesar. To nowadays, maybe it's all Greek to me. Maybe we can replace the Greek to Chinese, right? Because some of the foreigners think that most 
difficult language in the world is Chinese. It's Mandarin. <laughs> yes, but remember, in modern times now, we gotta be politically correct, so it's not very nice. I speak Mandarin, so yeah. <laughs> it's it's fine. Uh, yeah, so it's okay for us. Yeah, we, we can speak Mandarin. But here's the thing: I um I agree with mm. you. A few years back, or in high school. It is possible to say, "Oh, it's it's like Chinese to me." Mm. That means I cannot comprehend, I cannot understand. Mm. Okay, but back in the day, we didn't really bother with politically correct or incorrectness. Okay, we didn't. It was not like that because you understand some people they don't mean any harm. Mm. They're not trying to insult you. They're not trying to tease you. So um, I think in modern times, you got to be very careful. But there, here are some of the other ways you can stay clear of the country, ah, okay. not sounding racist. <laughs> <laughs> and this is something I sort of picked up. Hmm. I I had to pick up very late in my years. Um, this I did not use in my childhood. We can say is as clear as mud. Is as clear as mud. Mud. Yes. Okay. <laughs> because mud is not clear, right? Yeah, mud is not clear. <laughs> so it's as clear as mud. I'm trying to understand. I cannot understand. So the next way you can express yourself is it's over my head. Okay. Mm. It's over my head. Mm. Okay. And sometimes people even use hand gestures to indicate, hey, it's over my head. You oh. know, they, they use their hands and say, it's over my head. Oh. I don't understand. And then I use the next one in my childhood a lot because as a mm. kid you you go to school and you learn basic math, you basic science. You know, you don't know the advanced sciences, okay? So we will say mm. it's like rocket science to me. Rocket science. Yeah. When something is rocket science, um rocket science also comes in a different form of idiom. We can say Hey, it's not that difficult. It's not rocket science. Oh. When something is not very difficult to understand, it's not rocket science. Mm. So the reverse is true. It's like rocket science to me. It means I'm sorry, I don't understand it. It means that rocket science is a very complicated subject, okay? That's that's the thing. So if you want to stay clear of, you know, Greek, Chinese, whatever, yeah, you can say, hey, it's like rocket science to me. Okay. There's three ways. To replace the one we say it's all Greek to me. Okay, so how do we use it in our example sentence? Well, uh, you know, I have an example sentence here that uh, I mean, for most part, people in Taiwan are very smart. So hmm. uh, maybe this example sentence is not great, but you get the point. Hmm. I attended the software training, but the coding part was all Greek to me. So I'll need ah. some time to practice and to understand. Ah, okay. You know. So for a Taiwanese kid or student to say, "Oh, it's all Greek to me," not very easy because kids are too smart in Taiwan. Everybody needs to be in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> But the truth is that when we got nineties, we don't know what to do when we graduate from our university. Well, that makes us the same, right? Back in the West, I grew up thinking I want to do this, and by the time I graduated from high school, I didn't know what I want to do. And then when you go to university, you realize, oh my gosh, everybody knows what they want, and you don't know. Then you start figuring it out. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So to recap, the three idioms of today that relates to countries in the world. Our first one: to go Dutch. Yeah, to go Dutch. Go Dutch with somebody. Okay. Go Dutch with your friends. And remember, 
before the meal, not after the meal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, okay. work this out. You don't want to ruin your evening with mm. your friends. Yeah. Yes. And then the next idiom, it's a Chinese puzzle, mm. a Chinese puzzle, or you can say a tough nut to crack. Hmm. Right. It's a real brain teaser if it's a real puzzle. Okay. Mm. And then the next one, or the last one, is it's all mm. Greek to me. And it means I cannot comprehend, I don't understand. Mm. And from Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, Act 1, Scene 2. Yes. All right. You mm. guys can watch it. And if you guys get lucky, go online on YouTube. If you can find the play, Julius Caesar. And if you're lucky enough to search Act 1, Scene 2, you know, just watch that bit and you will see, oh, mm. yeah. Try to learn the accent or imitate it or something. <laughs> Not easy. So... Um, as opposed to using it's all Greek to me, you can say it's like rocket science. Mm. All right. So those are the three for today, you guys. I hope you guys had fun with us. Mm. And most importantly, we want to thank all our membership subscribers for subscribing, okay, and tuning in to our 15 Minutes Cafe. And if you haven't subscribed, mm. 如果你还没有订阅的话呢, Patrick, do you have anything to add before we go? You want to quickly promo? 周报时光机最近其实在讲一些日本品牌的故事 that's right. So go and subscribe, you guys, to Zhoubao Suguangji and go check out all the episodes because I tuned in all the time. I listened to um, all the episodes. Mm. And I tell you guys, very, very interesting. Mm. Uh, Patrick has all the things summarized. So easy to understand snippets. Yeah. Um, so please stay tuned. And thank you for joining us today. And we will catch you next week, same time, same place on 15 Minutes Cafe. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.